Hello, and welcome to Cleo slash Marie, the podcast where we read through fanfiction one pairing at a time. This is actually a bonus episode. So we just spent two quite long episodes talking about the pairing of Benny Watts and Beth Harmon from The Queen's Gambit, but we just wanted to touch briefly on one short fanfiction that pairs Beth with someone else, her main Russian adversary. So this is called The Infernal Dance by The Sock Hop. And Marie, do you quickly want to just tell us what this is about? So this is a very short fic. It's a one shot, um, which is actually very typical for this pairing. While we get very long fics for Beth slash Benny, several of which we've read on the podcast, um, Beth Harmon slash Borgoff are almost always rather short. And so like many fics in the Queen's Gambit fan fiction in general, this is sort of a canon continuation style fic. So it is after Beth has had her like great victory in Moscow and it's sort of deciding what's next. And what's next in this fic is that after she sort of goes into the park, instead of, you know, getting a later flight or maybe making her flight, she just doesn't make her flight at all. And she goes back to the hotel and decides to stay in Moscow. And the fic is sort of structured as kind of like a series of brief scenes. So we have these sort of just flat, very short flashes, and they're primarily flashes of scenes between her and Borgoff as they're getting to know each other. So, I mean, the thing that we didn't really talk about is the the way that the- Yeah, let's say, what is the summary of this fic? Because the summary of this fic that's given by the um, author is quite different than the summary that I just gave. Because, okay, so the summary is, we want you to make contact. Vasily's expression is still as the agent continues. She watches you the most. The U.S. didn't support her, had her beg friends for money to get here. Our people love her. She speaks Russian. And hadn't that been an unpleasant revelation amidst the reporters back in Paris? I am wed, he chuckles. Your methods are your own. If we can turn the white queen red, it sends a powerful message. Yes, so what? I feel like what, I feel like the reason why this is a kind of a fascinating fic and why I picked it is that if you had didn't have that summary, the fic would read completely differently. So the weird thing, I assumed this was unfinished, but it's not, is it? No, it's not. It's very clearly marked as finished. I mean, this is such a weird thing because if you read the actual story, it's this kind of nice thing where like she and Borgoff are connecting. Maybe it's kind of romantic, even though he's married. There's kind of- Yeah, you kind of have these like awkward little moments where at one point it says like, oh, like they go to the opera and it's lovely. He doesn't mention his wife. And it says in parentheses, a better woman would have wouldn't notice, like wouldn't cling to the absence. So there's a sort of idea of like, oh well, like what's really going on here? There's like a potential for infidelity. So it is kind of like a complicated love story, um, but it is sort of what reads as something that is like romantic, that two people are falling to each other in sort of maybe a bizarre circumstance or maybe an unfortunate circumstance, which is quite different than someone being told by their government to seduce someone. But it's almost like the the fic itself almost like shows Beth refusing this possibility of romance. And so I don't think that we see her kind of like giving in to his charms or anything because the last few lines. Well, yeah. How did you interpret the last few lines? Okay, so the last few lines are so weird. So she beats, she beats Borgoff playing black, we're told, and he tells her to call him Vasily. And she says, then you call me Liza. And we're told it's easier to be Liza than Beth or Ms. Harmon. Liza isn't weighed down by demons or the past, a shallow, happy refraction of herself, someone that isn't overly tempted to drink, someone that is content to be in the the serenity of chess everlasting, the new Russian celebrity, beloved and wanted. Liza wants to live. Liza, he pronounces, 
kissing her hand, which is the end. And so, yes, he like kisses her hand, but I feel like she's refusing temptation here. And though it doesn't explicitly say the temptation is like him and trying to get him to cheat on his wife, I think that that's implied, right? Okay, so I had a very different interpretation of this text. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so <laughs> I was interpreting that as her giving in to temptation because she's saying, I want to be this like beloved Russian celebrity. I want to stay here, which is exactly what the like agent wants to happen. He wants to turn the white cream red and he is turning the white cream red because she's going to stay. She's okay. So she's, she's saying that she is refusing temptation, but she is in doing so giving into another kind of temptation, which is to be a celebrity in Russia. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was like the original goal. Um, also, I'm not 100% sure that they don't sleep together after this, or I think that that's open to interpretation. They're in his hotel room. And there's just sort of like, oh, we can call each other by our first names. He kisses her hand. Why Why don't you think they have sex yes. after Okay, so yes. So he walks her to the hotel. Uh, Maybe I'm just seeing sex everywhere. I don't know. No, no, no. I think you're, I think you're right, but I, I – okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through. Okay, okay so yes, he walks walk her through. And also we need to talk about the comparison yeah. to towns. I know. Well, exactly. All right. Yes, yes, ah, there's something to talk about. Um, so they, they decide to go to her room. Even mm-hmm. though they could get a board outside of the room. Which sounds very much like, come and see my etchings. But, exactly. <laughs> this is the same thing as the moment with Towns, where they went to his room. <laughs> okay. Um, she can't help but compare it to when she followed Towns up to his room. Only Towns wasn't like that. And Borgov, Borgov is married. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that she wants to sleep with Borgov. I think that she knows mm-hmm. that he's married. Uh, they actually play chess, which is the thing they were supposedly going to do. Um, but then why, okay, but then why do we get all this stuff about giving up temptation and like m- changing her name at the end? But like, is I think that, that giving up temptation? She's just, she's giving up temptation to drink. She's someone who is content to okay. be in the serenity of chess everlasting. Okay. Right. I don't know. I just, I just, I think I didn't. Yeah. I don't but think I thought that. Chess everlasting, not anything else. She's content to play chess, not do other stuff. <laughs> well, clearly we're going to have to have all of our podcast listeners read the story and then weigh in. I expect a flurry of emails of whether or not people think they slept together after this. This is fascinating <laughs> to me because I read this without a doubt in my mind that after he kissed her hand, they had sex. I think it's a possibility, but I think that if so, she is not admitting to herself that that's what they're about to do or that that's what she wants. And that we don't see that. And that if she does change her mind, we see that after the story ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a reason that like it fades to black. Like I think there is like value in leaving it questioning. Um, but also I really thought, especially because they have sort of the the exchange of first names, there's a sort of intimacy of like, she like offers an impish smile, says, then call me Liza. At that point though, she's decided to stay. Like he's achieved what he wanted to achieve. And so if in fact he doesn't want to sleep with her, maybe his campaign is over. I guess that's true if he's already, but yeah, but can you have sort of one thing without the other like if the, mm-hmm. if we're reading this story as kind of a seduction that they're going on what are essentially dates and there is this sort of thing in this back of the, her mind of like oh well he is married what are we going to sort of do about this she definitely is seeing it that way and that is an mm-hmm. element to it 
but yeah but then i wonder like if if they if this scene sort of continues with them not sleeping together would that change her mind about because the new russian celebrity beloved and wanted is beloved and wanted only by the russian people or does she also want to be beloved and wanted by one particular Russian. Yes. And okay, so I do see that there is another way of seeing the serenity of chess everlasting, which is not only playing chess and only expressing your desire through playing chess, but playing chess with one person who's as good as you are. And so if she is seeing a partnership with Borgoff in the future, I think you could read it that way. But I don't think that's what it's like explicitly saying. I don't know. Yeah, no, but this is actually really interesting because I, I look forward to us reading <laughs> fan fiction completely, but interpreting it different ways. Because I, I do feel like this is, but I think this also goes back to why this is an inherently interesting story, is the fact that you have this sort of disconnect between the summary and the rest of the story, which I think makes it easier to interpret in different ways. That all of the story is, is these flashes of interaction um, that could go a lot of different directions. I also think it's interesting that we're told... She isn't weighed, or Liza, as opposed to Beth, isn't weighed down by demons or the past, a shallow, happy refraction of herself. Like, the idea of her being a refraction of herself, I think, is kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, that also kind of implies that, I don't know, there's something maybe not wholly positive about this sort of, like, transformation at the end. Yeah, it's not clear that this is a good thing. No, I think that's not clear at all. Yeah, because actually, yeah, actually, I think that, like, that phrase specifically is sort of... I don't know. It's really like she's running away from her problems, right? Like in contrast to maybe like other fics we've read where it's very much like, oh, you have to sort of deal with things and accept things and kind of accept your strong emotions. This is very much her kind of abandoning her baggage and not dealing with anything in her past and sort of pretending to be someone else. Yeah, the fact that they're both kind of pretending a little bit, I think, if we're if we're taking into account the summary that he's faking his affection for her. Yeah, that he's also sort of faking and like trying to seduce her under false pretenses. So in, in, in some way, they're sort of both pretending to be these people who could be happy together, which is in some ways maybe quite sad to have two people who are pretending to be people who they're not in order to sort of achieve this false happiness. Yeah, I think that this is quite sad. Like, I think I think with the Beth and Benny fix, I was kind of exaggerating the extent to which I read them negatively. <laughs> like, oh, with this uh-huh. one, I'm yeah. like, I'm looking at it and it's like, oh, this is actually very... You're like, this is like, yeah, no, I think this one actually invites a negative reading, which is interesting because, yeah, but no, I think this one is sort of maybe supposed to be... I mean, I think that's like what's interesting about a Beth slash Borgoff pairing is that... Uh, maybe the most natural interpretation or the where one's mind goes is something kind of tragic um, because he's married. They come from different countries. It's the middle of the cold war. They have a rather large age difference. Like, there are a lot of things that would mean this relationship. If a relationship does develop could turn out kind of really badly. And also in order to be with him at all, she kind of has to abandon her entire life. Like I think if you sort of move to Russia and reject us citizenship, you're not really welcome back in the night. Yeah. Unless so they would want you to come back to like make a point. But yeah, but anyway, I mean, either way, it's not going to be easy. But this isn't about that. This is about like, she's so shallow and happy. Like she's, <laughs> she's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Except that there's definitely that undercurrent of awareness of like, oh, but this is not easy or happy. Yeah, because I feel like you you have to read this thinking about like what could potentially happen in the future. And there are not a lot of sort of good ways this could turn out. But I think that's what it's about. Maybe, maybe, so maybe another way of saying it is that it kind of doesn't matter whether or not they sleep together because it's kind of about 
the ending of it is kind of about not caring about the past or the future and just feeling happy in the moment. Yeah, which in some ways maybe could be seen as a playoff of the way that the show ends, which is her sort of walking into the crowd to play chess and kind of like find this sort of joy and serenity in chess that's unrelated to everything that's happened. Which like could be seen in a very positive way of like she's sort of doing really well for herself and she can has have this lovely moment and like chess is what matters, but it's not sort of taking away from anything she's gone through. It's sort of maybe because she has has sort of support and has reckoned with what she's gone through. But it could also be seen as kind of a band-aid over everything. So you said you you read other Beth slash Borgov fanfiction. Like how would you characterize it? Okay. So in general, they are like usually quite short. They're usually like a one-stop shot style. Um, and usually there is sort of a degree of like questioning. Like there's not, there's not sort of a good, like there's not often a resolution. It's sort of like, let's imagine there was a romantic spark between these two characters um, and sort of what could happen with that. Because they're not at all that way in the original. I don't think there's any intimation ever of any kind of romantic mm-hmm. feeling. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. but I mean, that's, that's not necessary for No, but just for the for our listeners who for some reason are persisting in <laughs> listening to this. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, in case. I mean, I'm sure we have many listeners who have not seen The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, so I think in some ways the reason why this pairing is like relatively popular, because it is the second most popular pairing after Beth and Benny, just has to do with the fact that they are rivals and they clearly have like some intense feelings for each other. Um, and that like Borgoff is sort of who she focuses on as like, this is the person who I'm sort of threatened by or who I want to beat. Um, and we don't really know what he's thinking on the other side, but like he probably, he could be thinking something similar. And they have that scene yeah. in the elevator um, in canonically where um, the other sort of like Russian people are kind of like discounting things about her. And he says sort of, you know, this is all like in Russian. She's sort of eavesdropping like, oh, well she was like an orphan. She also sort of, has had to fight to survive. How would you rate this pairing? I want everything to be cold, hard numbers, Ray. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wait, so am I rating... I'm rating them as a, like, fan fiction pairing. Maybe, like, a seven? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you prefer this to Beth and Bunny? So, I mean, and this is why I have trouble with quantitative pairings, Right. Because quantitative pairings is it's like, am I am I evaluating on like, this is what I would recommend for other people to read? No. Um, am I evaluating on like, this is what I would want to read? Like, yes, this is much more to my taste. Romance is not supposed to be happy. <laughs> okay. I like romance where we know everything is going to go terribly. All right. Well, that's definitely going to be this pairing then, I guess. <laughs> I give this a one. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I do hope that in the future our pairings, cont- our, our ratings continue to be so different. I actually kind of But I thought it was very interesting to read because you're right. It is a very different vibe from like Beth and Benny, young chess prodigies. Yeah. yeah. And like- I think there is something sort of inherently dark here with the sort of like, oh, someone's manipulating someone, but also you don't really know. Like, you don't really know how it's going to end. This is why I thought it was unfinished, because, like, I could see this as almost a type of, like, marriage of convenience, where he's, like, he's a spy, he's pretending to like her, and then maybe he develops feelings for her, like, something like that. But it just ending here feels really cold. Like, there's something, like, really harsh about that, I think. Yeah, though I feel like it does also end with a lot of possibilities, because you don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, that's true. 
I what I would like to see would be an actual like quite long form fan fiction based on Beth and Borgoff, but no one has given me that yet. So because I do think this, I think the reason why I'm giving it a seven is more out of potential than out of anything I've read. So what would happen in your fan fiction? Ugh, I didn't prepare for that, Cleo. <laughs> no, okay. So I think it would be something where there's the element that's explored here, where like he's being given a motive by his government to kind of seduce her though maybe not even like seduce her in a sort of romantic or sexual way but just that he's supposed to sort of show her that Russia is not that bad or kind of like take her to things in Russia um and it is this thing that he's sort of being directed to do by the government but then sort of feelings are developing but maybe there's also an ulterior motive involved and that there are like a lot of reasons why they sort of can't be together like kind of do you know like chess the musical no. It's like it's a Tim Rice and like one of the guys from ABBA. Uh-huh. Like it's I think something like 1980, something like that. But it's about um essentially like two chess champions, one from Russia and one from the US, and one defects but then ends up having to go back to Russia because of blackmail. And there's a love story there where he like is in love with this young I think Hungarian woman who had settled, who had to settle in America, um, but uh, but they 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 end up together and then they end up not together anymore because he has to go back to Russia to be with his wife, something like that. Anyway, the the plot is complicated and they also changed it uh, because the musical had a lot of problems and they were trying to fix it and so they kind of rewrote it. But anyway, um, I think that that's kind of fun where where like uh, politics, like Cold War politics, get in the way of relationships. Definitely, I could see that. Uh, great musical. Yeah, so there's there's potential here. There's potential here. <laughs> I think what I would write. Um, so there's this line in the um, in the show uh, where Beth's CIA handler is like, "Watch out for anything that Borgoff does that seems like he's trying to tell you that he wants to defect." Oh right, yes. No, that would be a really great jumping off point. Yeah, nothing ever happens with that. And I always thought like my, in my head, he hands her the queen and this is not something, this is not something that he has to do. It's not something that's typically done, but he like hands her his queen deliberately. And he's like, the game is yours. And in my head, I'm like, he put like a little message in that queen or like wrapped around like the base of that queen. And she's going to like read it later and they're going to know he's going to want to defect or something. Yeah. Okay. So I, your idea is much better than mine. um, And I'm going to tell you why. I think also this solves issues of like, is there infidelity going on? Because if he's defecting, maybe his wife like super, super loves Russia and wants to stay there. So then that in some ways like gets around like another inherent issue here. If he's the only one who's trying to defect. So I just, I watched, there's this like French movie that's also about like a Western slash Russian game of chess and like the russian guy like his wife is stuck in russia anyway i think i feel like this is like a common che- weirdly like a common like chess story yeah, weirdly you have like a lot of parallels to this that you've come up with off the top of your head further proof that this pairing has potential <laughs> so in this in this uh fan fiction that i would write like he can't actually defect because he's watched too closely. So she has to stay in Russia longer. And part of the reason she doesn't leave is because actually there's a scene that we didn't see where she's told by your handler, you have to stay in Russia, make it seem like it's your idea, but you're going to secretly communicate with Borgov. You're going to write back and forth to him and you're going to figure out a way for him to escape. Um, And so it's kind of like, it's kind of an epistolary thing where they're writing to each other. They're figuring out a plan 
And then they have to kind of spirit him away from Russia. And it's like this exciting thing. And then in the course of this, they've kind of uh, developed feelings. Cleo, this is excellent. Clearly you should write this. And I would prefer to read that over all of the Beth and Betty pics in the world. No, not what about the one we just read about the marriage of convenience? That looks so good. (laughs) Okay, so someone who's not me, go out and write that. I don't want to do the research for that. Please, I hate research. (laughs) You don't want to read like Cold War relationship between... Um, no, uh, excuse me. I have very important things to do. Like, anyway, let's not get um, into like, whatever. We have lots of Superman fan exactly. fiction. And by a lot, I mean three stories in the next two weeks that aren't even that long. So really not a lot. But you know, you're gonna have to read them all very carefully. <laughs> okay, I do we have anything we want to say about Borgov? <laughs> no, I don't know. This was fun, though. I think it was a it was casual, as as bonus episodes should be. <laughs> you learned maybe too much about my fanfiction taste. I mean, I'm sure we'll learn more once we get to like an actual pairing that I like. Yeah, it's been very revealing so far. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> well, I will say, like, we are recording this right after recording our previous episode, and so this is like two and a half hours into talking about fanfiction. All right, that's probably enough. Okay, I should. So, would you do an outro? Yes. Um, please. I can do an outro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so what you do? I'll do it. <laughs> So thank you for listening to our bonus episode. Um, Hopefully this was enjoyable and we'll do some probably small bonus episodes in the future as well. Feel free to always chat with us on Twitter uh, or send us an email. Nice. Agent leaned forward, touching the tips of his fingers together. I want you to record a bonus episode to your podcast, he said. It is very popular, and many people like it, especially when you get key plot points wrong and don't even care. Cleo reflected on how she frequently got plot points wrong and didn't even care. Yes, that was a charming element of the podcast. In this episode, I want you to convince Murray that Beth and Borgov aren't romantically involved in this fanfiction, even though they clearly are, the agent said. But, Cleo started, I don't even remember the plot of the 1984 movie Dangerous Moves or the troubled 1984 musical Chess and would probably end up summing them up really confusingly and badly, and they're very outdated references anyway, and then I would probably end up just topping it all off by incorrectly stating Borgov hands Beth his queen instead of his king. Your methods are your own, the agent said. Just make sure it's done. Very well, Cleo said, sighing. I'll do my best.